renewing your mind, what do you think? And so if you can make a slight adjustment to that to be um, renewing your mind, like what do we think? Um, and I'll open us, up, open us up in prayer. Uh, dear Lord God, thank you for um, this morning and for for coffee for um, to help wake people up from late nights, at least for myself working on this talk. God, I pray that um, I pray for my stress and my anxiety and the fact that I'm scared to be up here in front of people right now and that um, I'm nervous to jumble over my words and lose my place and uh, those things are okay. My identity isn't found in how well this talk goes or um, and how eloquently that I speak this morning and so I pray that I would remember that and I pray that um, if in any way that somebody gets um, something from this talk that, um, that it would be worth it and then glorifying to you and so Pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so I'm going to briefly like go over like where we've been for the summer, um, going over like uh, Bible study training and these like first four talks that we've had. And so in Ryan Potter's first talk, he did an overview of Romans. And so um, kind of going through like why should we study the Bible and how do we fight sin. So kind of going through from a biblical. Um, a biblical interpretation of Romans of like um, the fact that we're sinful, Christ sets us free like with his death, so like justification, the idea that grace is costly, that um, Jesus died and that was, that wasn't just like a little thing and that our sin isn't just um, a small blight in the eyes of God, it's like a big deal. Um, and that also the Bible is like the only place we can go to distinguish right from wrong and also that the Bible should be um, the thing that we like base our worldview on and base um, the things that we believe about Christ. And then in Larry's first talk, we were going over an overview of how to study the Bible inductively, so observation, interpretation, application. And so kind of going over like how do we study the Bible for ourselves and how do we begin to learn like how to ask questions of the Bible and answer those questions for ourselves. Um, like, like online sermons and articles and things like that are great. Um, but like, how do we learn how to feed ourselves and like kind of dissect the Bible and kind of learn what it says um, ourselves and like thinking critically of that. And so kind of like one of his practicals like going along from that was, you know, if you have a question, like how do you go about answering that for yourself? And so kind of like the idea of concentric circles in, so what is like the immediate context of the passage have to say about the question that we're trying to answer? Um, what does like the book as a whole have to say if the immediate context doesn't answer that question? What does the author, so like if Ephesians doesn't really answer the question of like what does it mean to look like um, and being like the body of Christ, what does Paul say in like his other letters? And then if that still doesn't quite answer the question, like looking at what does the Bible have to say as a whole on this topic? And then in Potter's second talk, um, he kind of like asked the question of or he answered the question of why is the Bible like a valid source to be basing our convictions and our worldview on? And going to Second Timothy and saying that the Bible is uh, fit for exhortation and reproof and um, teaching. As well as considering the question like do we subconsciously or consciously um, rip out parts of the Bible that we disagree with or that we're uncomfortable with um, for whatever reason that would be. And then in Larry's talk last week we talked kind of taking what we've been learning like in front of our face and like studying the Bible for ourselves and bring it kind of above our face. Um, how does like, how does our personal study and um, study of the Bible kind of influence 
prayer and meditation and how do we take like the truths of the Bible that we've been learning and um, learning and studying this summer and how do we like apply it to our own lives and to our hearts to like um, believe these things um, more for ourselves and kind of like the main like kind of line from that um, from that talk that felt like it kind of summarized it well is reading the Bible is like an inhale of truth and prayer afterwards is the exhale in like bringing those truths to God and like kind of like setting those truths like in our hearts. And so now we're going from, we've been like personal study. So like how do we study the Bible for ourselves? We've gone like above ourselves. So like what is prayer and like meditation and studying um, these truths in our hearts look like? And so I'll be talking about what do we think? So studying the Bible in community with one another like while here on project and also back home. And so like you might be saying like Ryan like why are we talking about this? Like, it's project. We've been studying the Bible one-on-one. -on -one. That's kind of, like, the context for um, how we do all of these things. And when I'm back at school, like, I am a part of a small group, or I go to Bible studies. Um, I already study the Bible in community. Like, why do we need um, more of a context for that? And so I think my first summer, two summers ago, I had never really studied the Bible one-on-one -on -one with another person before, before that summer. And so that summer was kind of like a... I wouldn't say a rude awakening, but an awkward awakening to the fact that I wasn't very good at studying the Bible critically for myself with another person. And so when I got home from Project, um, kind of like reintroduced like into the, pe the context that I've come into Project from, so like the roommates that I was living with, um, the time pressure and like the time constraints of like school and the stress that goes along with that, um, it was easy to relegate like my Bible study to being five or 10 minutes like reading the Bible silently for myself um, before running out the door to my 8 a.m. class. And because of that, like not really engaging uh, critically with the Bible and like the truths that it would be coming with that. So kind of like this is just kind of giving a context for, for the second half of the summer and we're all exhausted. Like why should we pursue like getting up early in the mornings and to study the Bible with another person and then also going back to school? Um, why is it worth you know, going out of your way to set up a time with your roommate or just another friend from uh, campus outreach to study the Bible with. And so I'll be, in this talk, I'll kind of be going through um, a few reasons why we maybe don't um, study the Bible in community or are resistant to wanting to study with another person, um, why we should study the Bible in community, and just like two or three quick practical ways of like how can we study the Bible in community, like, um, still like while we're at project and also like going back to school. And so, yeah, to start off, like studying the Bible in community and, all, and some reasons that we may be resistant to studying the Bible in community. And so I think a first way is kind of a fear of being discovered. Um, I think this was definitely prevalent in, in me my first summer coming to project. Um, it felt really awkward at times to study the Bible with like another person. Um, Previously, like I was saying, like most of my like context for studying the Bible was either reading silently to myself in the mornings for a little bit, or being a part of like a Bible study which asked like really leading questions where the answer almost presented its the answer the question itself almost presented the answer, and so um, it was like awkward for me to like talk through with like another person um, through those questions and kind of like delve into like what the Bible is like actually saying. I think another couple of ways that we fear being discovered is like do not do I not feel or believe like the truths of the Bible strong enough to be studying with another person. Um, like when we're studying with another person and they're talking about like 
the way that they enjoy or love the gospel or are experiencing like the love of God, I think, at least for me, it can sometimes be like, man, I don't appreciate or I can't really quite um, match like the level of intensity of like their emotional response to the, to the gospel. And so that can make me feel uncomfortable. Like what if this person like doesn't think I believe these things or feel these things strong enough? And on the flip side of that, um, what if I don't have enough like good thoughts to contribute? Um, what if I'm sitting there silently while we're studying one-on-one and this other person is basically leading through the whole Bible study and I'm like internally thinking, I need to say something, I need to say something. Like I haven't said anything. I haven't produced like a good enough thought yet. And so I think those can be like a few ways that we fear being discovered. And so, um, yeah. So fear being discovered. I think also kind of as a second reason that we would be resistant or um, not want to study the Bible in community, it can be uncomfortable to discuss a passage with another person and realize you have two different interpretations of like what the truth of that passage is trying to say. And so how do you work through like a disagreement or how do you work through something that um, isn't like immediately apparent? And there's some valid truth to that. Like just like the way like we interact as people, it can sometimes, disagreements can sometimes be uncomfortable or handled poorly. Um, sometimes like in our desire and like, des- um, desire to like correct and maybe fix the other person. Um, We can forget to like speak the truth in love and maybe consider the fact that um, somebody maybe hasn't studied this passage of scripture or isn't as familiar um, with this passage of the Bible and maybe learning it for the first time and like verbally processing it for themselves. And so that can be like that can be scary and that can be like a way that um, people can feel like uncomfortable voicing kind of the things that they're, as they're trying to understand the passage for the first time. Also like another way that like that disagreement can play out is passivity and maybe not even like trying to grapple with or understand or come to like a common conclusion about um, what the passage is trying to say. Um, Let's see here. Also I think, at least for myself and maybe you too, like, I believe that I should be independent and able to sustain my personal walk with God on my own. Like the name of this training is personal worship training. So my personal worship should be personal. Like why does it need to be like with other people? And I think part of the reason, at least for myself, that um, that I want to be independent and not study with other people is um, I like... I like thinking that I have the best thoughts and I don't like being taught and I don't like my weaknesses and the things that I do, that the ways that I'm incorrect. I don't like those things being revealed. And so when you're talking with somebody about the Bible and talking through a passage of scripture, it can be really like apparent when you don't know what you're talking about. And so I really don't like when that happens. <laughs> um, and so right before I kind of like address like some of those like potential ways like coming into Uh, studying the Bible with another person, I kind of want to go over, like, what does studying the Bible and community actually mean? Um, And so going to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, I don't have it on the screen, but Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so the first thing that I want to key in that, into in that passage is there's a category in the Bible like 
to kind of speak to personal worship, being personal and not with others, is um, the author of Hebrews is saying, like, don't neglect to meet together, like, encourage each other and, like, stir each other up. And so I think just practical ways that that looks is that when we meet together, there's, like, just practical, um, practical benefits to that. And some of that is, like, personal accountability. Um, I know this morning I was tired and woke up a little late. Johnny sent me, Johnny and I had, like, scheduled to study the Bible this morning, like, before uh, the talk this morning. And I overslept a little bit, and he texted me. And so, like, having that personal accountability with Johnny, like, helped me, like, get into the Word. And also just, like, if I'm talking to, like, one of my roommates, like, David Cook, and I'm like, hey, dude, like, let's study the Bible on a Thursday morning at Starbucks. Um, there's more accountability for me to actually get up on time and spend um, time in the Word versus in, like, my haze in the morning deciding to hit snooze and just, like, peruse the Bible for five minutes before class. It also helps by meeting together just to keep focused. Um, kind of similarly, like in the haze of the mornings, like sometimes just like being tired, it's easy to, it's easy to like gloss over truths of the Bible um, that are a really big deal, but feel redundant and feel like we've seen it before like a million times. Um, even from like this morning, uh, studying in Colossians here, if I can turn to it. Um, just like verse 1 like if you if then you have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and just the fact that like on a quick perusal of that just like being able to discuss with somebody like what being raised in Christ means and just like as like a personal encouragement that like we are in Christ as believers and that um, just like a reminder of the gospel and like talking it over with somebody can help engage like the mind um, and our hearts to help us actually like get that benefit of remembering that for this morning. And the second part of like the Hebrews verse that I want to key into is the idea of stirring um, up one another to love and good works and encouraging one another. So yeah, going back to what I was just saying, like help talking it over with somebody like helps to prevent um, glossing over of truths that we are um, have heard before or are familiar with. Not that it's a silver bullet. Um, but, yeah, it can be helpful for, like, engaging, like, our minds and our hearts. And so to kind of address, like, some of the reasons that we should study the Bible in community, um, going back to, like, that fear of being discovered and fear of maybe not feeling the truths of the Bible or the gospel strong enough or um, not having good enough thoughts to contribute, um, I think the passage in Corinthians that Larry touched on last week is, like, helpful here, 1 Corinthians twelve twenty one. Um, it says that I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Um, I think that as like the body of Christ, like as we, we like kind of, we personally know like our weaknesses and kind of studying with others can kind of come to like reveal those weaknesses. So for me, that kind of looks like Maybe I don't feel like these truths like as strong as I ought to. Um, and so studying with other people over the course of like these last couple of years, um, by studying with other people, I've been able to learn and um, learn like how to apply uh, truths of the Bible to like my heart better. And so I think that studying with other people, while it can be awkward at first and maybe not be as good at it, that... Um, 
not being as good at it, like as you practice and as you study with other people, you can um, begin to learn from others and kind of build up the skill set of like your weaknesses that you may be, um, or that I may be self-conscious of. Um, and there's, like Larry talked about last week, there's kind of different like mindsets that people can have like while studying the Bible, or um, a better way to put it, kind of what he was talking about with like analyzers and hard appliers. Like for some people, it may be easy to um, go to the Bible and be like, okay, this is what the passage says. This is what the passage says around it. Like this is the context. Um, this is the truth that the Bible is trying to get at. Um, versus another person, the hard applier may have a harder time um, going through like systematically stuff like that. But they do a really good job of um, praying over the truths that they do understand and applying it to um, the way that they think about the world. And so we both need each other. Like the uh, passage in Corinthians says, like the heads cannot say the feet have no need of you. And the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Like we need each other. The heart applier needs the analyzer because if the, if the, if the truth that we're meditating on or setting into our heart like isn't coming from the Bible, then it's useless. Like it's not based in truth and that... Um, it's destructive to be setting truths to our hearts that aren't coming from the Bible because they're not truths at that point. And like, as the analyzer can be help, like can be helped in like set, um, setting applications or like changing the way that they think about um, the truths that they're seeing. And so, yeah, moving on to like disagreeing over like what the passage may be about. Um, because there are like ways that it can be uncomfortable to like be working, disagreeing, and working through like what a passage has to be has to say, and so like some good ways to like even navigate those disagreements is um, like using your scripture to point out your arguments um, in love and being patient with other people. Um, I think it's helpful like if disagreeing like over what a scripture passage of scripture says, it can be helpful for somebody who's like working through like what the meaning of that passage may be for the first time to point to things in the Bible as like the reason for the viewpoint that you have versus the other person being like, well, where did that thought come from? Or um, what are you basing that on? Another way is like if you're disagreeing over the passage, like bring a third or a fourth person in, like ask, you know, your room leader or a team leader or staff if they were here. Um, somebody who's either more knowledgeable or just to get more eyes on the passage and be like, oh, like I may be actually way out in left field. Um, all of these people kind of have like kind of like similar ideas or like a same vein for like what this passage is trying to say and that can be a helpful way just to like learn more about what the passage says and then for some particularly like confusing passages like sometimes there's really no clear answer um, to what it actually means and so there's kind of like an idea that like Larry and I think um, like other people have talked about of like the least common denominator of the passage um, like at minimum, what can we clearly know and understand that this passage is like trying to say and what truth from it can we like convincingly and like apply to our lives in and be fully confident in what it's saying? And then think about, okay, at most this passage could mean this. And also I think walking through these disagreements on interpretation and trying to work through what the Bible is actually saying is a really good thing. Um, for, for one thing, like, if you were studying the Bible like by yourself, 
you would either gloss over those questions or you might have like a wrong interpretation of the Bible. And so studying with other people kind of opens you up to the knowledge and experience that other people have had in their studies. Um, and it kind of helps to make sure that we're believing like what the Bible is actually saying versus reading like our own truth into the Bible. And so Philippians 127 um, kind of applies here a little bit um, and kind of explaining like this is a good thing. So it says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or, an or I'm absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And so kind of the phrase to like key on there for like this point is with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Like when we study the Bible with others, like whether it's um, in a small group or one-on-one, -on -one, um, we're fighting to have one mind and we're fighting to, um, we're all in this to like understand more of God and who Jesus is. And um, also like to apply, like the, to understand like the truth of like what the Bible is trying to say. And so, yeah, studying, like disagreeing on interpretations and like working together side by side to understand like what the passage is trying to say is a really good thing. And so to address like the idea of like spiritual independence, it can be uncomfortable to study the Bible because it reveals like my weaknesses or it reveals the ways that I don't fully understand the Bible as I ought to and that can grate on my pride. And maybe that's like happened to you this summer or maybe on the flip side, you've felt puffed up by being able to have like really good thoughts um, about a passage and maybe the other person didn't. And so Jeremiah 9 verses 23 and 24 says, Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich, the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. And so the point that we're studying the Bible with other people isn't so that we would believe that we have the best thoughts or have the ability to teach other people and don't have a need to be taught. And the, the point of studying the Bible with other people isn't for us to become self-focused by the fact that I don't understand these things well enough or I don't uh, feel these things strong enough. But the, the point is that, that we would understand and know more of the Lord and um, the practices of steadfast love and justice. And so I think a way that even this like played out for me this summer, um, I studied the Bible with Cheesebro um, the morning that we were studying the verses in um, Isaiah 53. And that was just like a more confusing passage for me. I don't have like a very good um, context for some of like some of the Old Testament besides kind of like the general stories that are there. And so the whole time we were talking, he was providing like a lot of good thoughts and a lot of good context. And I was kind of consumed and distracted by the fact that I felt like I wasn't contributing enough good thoughts. I was kind of obsessed with my identity like as a team leader. It's like, I'm supposed to have a good grasp of these things. How am I supposed to be studying the Bible with students if I can't even come up with a good thought um, when I'm um, studying the Bible with a staff person? And it was really distracting for me and it, I kind of envied like um, Cheesebro's thoughts and the fact that like he had a lot of good ones. Um, and so like instead of feeling poured into and feeling like I was able to like glean things from like Cheese's like insights and the knowledge that he had, um, I just felt like my pride and my weakness in like studying the Bible being like revealed um, 
and like all like very worried about like what she's thought of me and thought about the thoughts that I had to contribute, which the point like in what it says in Jeremiah, the point isn't that she's had really good thoughts and I had really terrible ones and I should feel bad about that. Like what I should have been able to, what I should have done in that situation was I should have been glad and joyful that of the opportunity to, be, to study with somebody else who had more of a context than me and that together I was, we were able to um, know more of the Lord and know more of like what the Bible has to say um, and the context that that had for the summer in Ephesians. And so, just like a quick couple of quick practical ways of like how to study the Bible in community. Um, I think one way that we're all like, pa like painfully aware of at times in the morning is studying the Bible like one-on-one -on -one, um, inductively here on Project. Um, and that can translate going back to school, um, kind of finding a time with like a roommate or a classmate and finding a time to study the Bible together at a coffee shop or something on like a passage that you're reading. Um, I know another way that that can just play out like the summer on project is asking people like what they thought of like studying the Bible this morning. Um, like did you study the passage this morning? What did you get from it? Or like what questions did you have that you didn't get answered and kind of just discussing it um, say on the drive to work uh, this afternoon. Or um, like additionally like what do you think of Harmon's talk on community or what did you think of Michael's talk um, on evangelism this week and like what has stuck out to you um, and that you're learning here this week? And then just like a way that it could look going back to school. Um, I know I'm really busy and that it's like hard to sometimes find time with like a lot of other people um, during the week. And so maybe what that looks like for you if you're really busy is like you only have time once a week um, to meet with somebody and be like, okay, here's like a study calendar. Like this is what we'll study um, like Monday to Friday this week and we'll meet Saturday morning. And then you kind of get the chance to come together and discuss the thoughts that you had over the week, and if you had questions, like work through like those disagreements and interpretation differences um, when you meet um, for that one time during the week. And so, yeah, those are just like a couple of like quick ways of like being able to study the Bible in community. And so, we'll probably transition here in a minute to um, the workshop. And so, I'll pray to close us real fast, and then we'll have like a quick break if anyone needs to like use the restroom. Uh, dear Lord God, I thank you for um, this morning and the opportunity that we had to that we've had to come together and um, either study the Bible one-on-one -on -one in community here this morning, or even just to come together um, and learn a little bit more of um, why we study the Bible in community and um, the benefits that it can have for us understanding Your Word and seeing more of You this summer as we um, this summer or going back to school in the fall. And so, pray these things in Your name. Amen.